Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll continue our series as we look at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. We're in a wonderful book called Under His Influence, Yielding to the Work of the Holy Spirit by Pastor Lloyd Pulley out of Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge in New Jersey. The book's available on Amazon or anywhere you can find Christian books these days, but it's a wonderful book that has great study questions at the end. If you're doing a small Bible study group, it would be definitely one I would recommend. Today we'll be in chapter 4. The first half of chapter 4 we'll be looking at the mark of a yielded life. Here is the first half of this two-part study. We're actually going to break chapter 4 up in two parts. We're going to deal with the mark of a yielded life, the first half of it tonight. And then next week we'll deal with probably one of the hardest parts of this book as we start dealing with relationships. Uh, We start dealing with the way that we speak to each other. Uh, and the way that we handle things, uh, it, it gets pretty, pretty intense because we'll be talking about your speech and how, how we, we talk. We'll also talk about edifying uh, God. We'll talk about lying. Uh, we'll talk about uh, our attitude, our attitude towards others, our attitude towards, or toward, towards God. And then uh, we will also talk about our relationships, uh, not only submitting to God, but submitting to one another. And so those can be a little hard, especially in a church, because there are going to be times when you don't agree. And what we want is uh, hopefully to have two people that are yielded to, uh, yielded by the Holy Spirit that would actually be prompted by the Holy Spirit not to run away, but to actually deal with the problem. Um, because I've, I've seen that when, when there's abrasiveness, what happens is that person will take off to another church. And they take the problem to another church and they do it with somebody else and it never gets fixed. And so we want to be able to uh, to handle these things the way that God intended them to be handled. So Mark chapter four, uh, the mark of the yielded life we're in under under his influence, yielding to the work of the Holy Spirit by Lloyd Pulley. It's available on CalvaryDivine.org. God bless you. God bless you. All right, so the first question that Lloyd asked, and this is one for all of us that we should be able to answer. If your Christianity was on trial, would there be evidence to convict you? Would you be found guilty as a Christian, or would they not even know? Um, that's a big one because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people right now are... You know, there's so much going on in the world, and, and unfortunately, a lot of the blame is going towards, towards Christ and believers in Christ, and, and, it, and it is what it is. That's the, the, 
it's just life. We need to we need to understand that. Um, but we cannot stop being who God has called us to be, because we're worried about, you know, how this group is going to perceive it or how that group's going to perceive it. We need to be uh, yielded to His influence and His power. And that's actually what we're going to talk about this weekend. Is we're going to be talking about two things that the Sadducees deal with: is the struggle of the Scripture and the struggle with not understanding the power of God. And we want to know that there is uh, evidence that that presence is is abounding in your life. And it's I love the example he said: if I if I go to your house, there's evidence that you live there. Even though you're not in the home, there's evidence. There's your clothes. There's your favorite foods in the refrigerator. Uh, there may be pictures up of the family and you in them. Um, and, and there's evidence that that the house belongs to you. And so that's how it should be with us as, as Christ is indwelling in the cardia and is making residence in our home and our heart. There should be evidence that your life has been transformed by the Holy Spirit. Now, three things that he gives us. He tells us that it empowers us and empowers us by imparting his life to us. And then he sanctifies us by setting us apart for his purposes. And then he transforms us by changing our character from the inside out. And so as we yield to his power and his influence, the evidence of his presence in our lives will abound. So we must be willingly, willingly to choose to live under his authority. And that is why Christians, this is a big one here, and I'll make sure y'all get this. That is why some Christians grow and some don't. They're not willing to yield to the authority of Christ and the Holy Spirit that's been taking residence in them. And so there's no evidence is what happens as you you'll have those questions was that person saved at all right you were there when they got saved but you'll have that question because it's been 10 years and nothing's changed they're the same person but that's because they have not yielded the authority to christ and allow the holy spirit to grow them and um i was reading you know i think one of the things that pastor chuck would always say is once saved always saved as long as you abide which is confusing I even listened to him do a teaching on it, and it still confused me even more. You know, we're saved uh, in its past, present, future sins. There's a great article I'll post up, and, and y'all can read. It's uh, from my professor that he wrote uh, uh, from CARM, C-A-R-M, uh, and his name's Matt, Matt, Matt Slick. And it's, it talks about once saved, always saved. And he actually goes through the evidence of it. Um, and, and so it's, we have those questions that come up. You know, is that person really saved? Did they, did they really give their life to Christ? Well, only God knows that. You know, and, and that's the struggle. Uh, because you're like, man, you should be growing, bro. It's been 15 years and you're still drinking. You're still doing all the same things you were doing before Christ. But what happens is they don't yield uh, that authority over to the Holy Spirit. And so, it's, it's not just the yielding to the Holy Spirit, but, but being obedient to the will that God has been, placed, uh, been, been given to them uh, to do, and they're not willing to do it. 
In Ephesians chapter 5, 18 is the verse that he gave, and this is one that we're very familiar with, and I think sometimes what we focus on so much is the wine part of it. I, it drives me crazy because we'll spend more time arguing about can I drink wine, and that's not what this scripture is talking about. The scripture is talking about wine, but he's talking about wine as being something that is wasteful living. It, it actually makes you make bad decisions when you're drunk of wine. Uh, you can be drunk or high on a substance and do the same thing. But it says, and, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Be continually filled. And so Paul is given just a contrast here because wine was so prevalent during this time. Um, you know, can you be filled with or be drunk from other things? Yeah. You can be drunk uh, or be high on other substances. You, you can be, uh, there's a high that you get from pornography. It's been proven. Uh, and, and so what he's saying, though, is, is don't go to be filled with that, those things, but be filled with the Spirit. And the word that's being used there is to be continually filled. Continually filled. And so to get drunk means to be, become intoxicated by one uh, wine. So instead of being under the influence of the Spirit, you're under the in influence of the substance. And so being filled with the Spirit is the only way to live continually under His influence. And so Paul is just given the contrast of alcohol and the Spirit. That's, that was the example. But I, I've heard whole teachings. Can a Christian drink? And it's not what the, the Scripture should be. Can you be filled with the Spirit? Is the, is the main thing. The word that they use there is, is, is in the translation that Lloyd had was dispensation, which actually means wasteful living. Wasteful living. And so people will tend to squander valuable resources. And, and I, I come from a family of alcoholics. Um, it, it's, it's crazy. I've, I've, I've come from a family of functioning alcoholics. And they do fine. It, it, and then as soon as they're off work, they're you know, drinking like a, a fish. Um, and and it, over time, it, it tears them down. They make bad decisions. Uh, it ends up taking control of them. And, and, and so sadly, I mean, it's, you know, when you, when you have somebody who's struggling with the substance, I think one of the biggest things that we, we know is when you're being filled with the wasteful things of this world, and I've talked to my dad about this is, is before because my dad is a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for probably 25, 20, I don't know. It's somewhere in the 25, 26 years. Um, and he actually helps counsel people. Um, and one of the things he talked about is like when you stop drinking, the problem that caused you to drink is still sitting there. The thing that you never dealt with is there. The thing that you were trying to drink away, you're, you're left with it after you stop drinking, and you still have, you have to deal with that. And that's what I love about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit helps you with that. He'll help you walk away from those things and, 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 and give you the, the um, power to do it. So alcohol impairs the senses. It blocks out balance and judgment and reasoning. That's why you always hear, you know, uh, I, I just remember being in, in the Army and guys would talk about it on the weekend. Well, 
She didn't look good at 8 o'clock, but by 11 o'clock, she looked beautiful because they'd had them beer goggles on. They'd start drinking, and it would inhibit their decisions, and they would make bad decisions, sometimes driving alcohol, you know, driving drunk. Uh, whatever it is, they, it, it would be wasteful living, and we would see it almost every weekend. It, was, it, it, it is a controlling substance. There's a wonderful proverb on this. I don't know if y'all have ever read it in Proverbs 23, verses 29 through 35. I read this this past weekend, and I know I've read this before. And it hit me like I was like, wow, I can't believe this is in Scripture. And I haven't caught this, and I know I've read this proverb before. But in Proverbs 23, verse 29, it talks about alcohol. And it says, who has, a, who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has strife? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who tarry long over wine, those who go and try to mix wine, do not look at wine when it's red. When it sparkles in the cup and goes down smoothly, in the end it bites like a serpent and stings like an adder, which is a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. Your heart utter perverse things. So out of your heart, perverse things come out. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea, like one who lies on the top of, of a mast. They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. That's the Proverbs. And that's somebody who's struggling, struggling with wasteful living. The alcohol has become the thing that's filling them. The addiction has become the thing that's filling them. And, and so that's what the contrast that Paul is trying to get is to say, look, don't look to this thing, but be filled with the Spirit. And, and you know, and the short answer, can a Christian drink? Yeah. Okay? How much is too much? When you go from having a beer at dinner to start putting six-packs back in the fridge over the weekend and they're gone, and then you go from six-pack to 12-pack, there's an issue starting to build up. And so some people, and we talked about this last week, if they have an addiction, it's hard for them to be around the smell of alcohol. So even in a bar, it can trigger. Um... If you're struggling with meth or something stronger and you're, you, you've managed to get off of it and the Holy Spirit's helped you get past that, you shouldn't be messing around with alcohol because it's just going to draw you back in again. So, you know, one of the things that we need to understand is like that's the contrast that Paul is trying to give us to look at. It's the Spirit that sustains us and directs us and yields us. That's what it should be. And then there's completeness, because he says, he says that we are to be filled. It's continually filled. To the full, to the top, lacking nothing. Nothing short of complete. So is there room for anything other, any other thing in your hearts? Then we are not filled with the Spirit. He, he will uh, and should be our will. His thoughts should be our thoughts. His desires should be our desires. The Holy Spirit is to be absolute domination of our lives and so it's supposed to be God first and and what happens is is when we're not filled with the spirit we we do what we allow other things into our heart we allow we start allowing things maybe that you started doing back before you gave your life to Christ 
You start, oh, it's okay to do that. And, and, and that's what happens. So instead of being filled with the Spirit, you're allowing these other things to begin to fill you. Because honestly, when we look at that word being filled, being continually filled, it should be overflowing. Because when it's overflowing out of us, it's impacting other people around us. And, and so, you know, that's one of the things that we need to think about is like we, we go on being filled with the Spirit. It's a continual thing. There's, and there's compliance in that because it's a passive voice in the verb that's being used there. But we are to be vessels that God can fill and use for his glory. And so that means if God is going to use this vessel, the vessel should be what? Clean. The vessel should be clean. Ready to be opened and filled with the Spirit of God. And then it's a command as well to be continually filled. Paul's not offering up an option for living, but he's laying down the command of God for our lives. We are to be continually filled by, by the Spirit. But see, when we're walking in rebellion or sin, it, it impacts, and we'll talk about the grieving of the Holy Spirit. But sin will actually stop and allow things into our heart that shouldn't be there. In James chapter 4, verse 17, it says, Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is a sin. You ever, you ever want to explain sin to a child? Do you know what the right thing was to do here? Why didn't you do it? It's a sin. It's, it's James 4, 17. It's so basic the way it's broken down. I love Romans 8, chapter two, uh, Romans 8 2. It says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We have the spirit of, of God in us. We're set free. There's a freedom. And, and we're, we're, we're walking away from the things that, that are sin and death. It's a serious matter. Because when we're not walking in the spirit as we should be, we're not able to hear his voice. We don't know his will. In Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and through 16, it says, for, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoptions as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We belong to him. There's a freedom in that. There's a joy in that. And there should be. We belong to God. We're his children. And let me ask you, didn't you, is there a time in your life where you go, man, I wish my kids would just obey, right? We've all been there as fathers and mothers. We are grandparents. We're like, could you just obey just for a second? And you can imagine God going, why are you going back to slavery of fear and back to the thing of old, right? You, you have the spirit in you. Just cry, Abba, Father, and walk away from that sin. And repent because you're my child. In Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 and 17 it says, But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So when you're filled with the Spirit, you don't gratify the desires of the flesh. For desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So when you're being filled with wine... You're being filled with the flesh. That's probably the, probably the easiest way to look at it is you're temporarily filling yourself with flesh 
to forget your what? Problems. Well, let me watch a little thing on TV. Or let me pull up a video. I'm going to forget about my problems. Well, guess what? When you're done, your problem's still there. Let me smoke a little weed. I'll forget about my problem. When you get done being high, guess what? Your problems are still there. And, and so we need to understand it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us and reminds us along the way of our purpose and to be connected with Him and our lives is in God's control, not ours. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that the, for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are, are called according for, to His purpose. So there are times when we're going to go through troubles, hardships, pain, tribulations. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Are you going to run to the bottle? Are you going to run back to that thing that you did to, to take away your stress? Are you going to be filled with the Spirit? Are you going to trust that God's in control? That's what we talked about this weekend. See, if we live a life under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the only choice we can make that will continually set us free from tyranny of the flesh is by living for God. That, that word again, staying filled, to be continually filled by the Spirit. I love that because there's a, a, a gentle grace to that which the Lord leads and deals with us. Remember this. We talked about this last week. He'll never override you. You have free will. You always have a choice to yield or not yield. That means you can respond with grace or anger. You can show mercy or want justice. It's like, how are you going to respond? Because you have free will. It's only as we choose to do God's will, that's when that fullness of the Spirit, we see it working out in our lives. And, it, and it's a choice. You either choose to be led or not. And, and that's really where growth comes in as a, as a believer. The more you yield, the more you grow. And, and that's where people struggle, is they're not willing to, they're like, All right, you know what, I'm already giving up Sunday. I'm here on a Wednesday. I don't really want to do anything else. And, and that's not where God's going to grow you. It's like if he's calling you to something else, he's calling you to that, that thing. But you have to be yielded to the Spirit to do that. Hey, Wayne, can you do me a favor and kill the AC in the, the children's classroom for me? The air conditioning in the kids' classroom. Can you turn it off? Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. I forgot to do that. So. so when we're living under his influence, we're continually choosing to rely on God's ability instead of our own. So do y'all get that? So you, when you choose to follow and you're yielding to his will, you're, you're choosing to rely on God's ability and not your own ability. And it is so easy to rely on our own ability. We all have special talents. God, you know, that, that, that we've learned over time. We all have special talents. You need help, bud? You sure? Y'all say hi to Jesse. That's Jesse. <laughs> and so we need to recognize those things in our lives that are hindering us from being filled with the Spirit. And so he gives us three points here. One is we grieve the Holy Spirit. And let me read you Ephesians. Now, he gives you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. But I'm going to read you Ephesians 4 from 25 to 32 just to give you a better picture of what he's talking about. Uh, so you get more of the context of what the scripture is saying. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 says, Therefore, having put away 
falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor. Do honest work with his, hand, his own hands so that he may uh, have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up, as it fits the occasion that, uh, that it may give uh, grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for on the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station. It's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you, and I would say uh, make that donation to them. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Remember, you can find us at calvarydivine.org. calvarydivine.org. God bless you.